Well, hello, everybody. It is Lonnie Main with Red Shoes Living, and welcome once again to the Red Shoes Living Podcast. It's actually been a couple of weeks since we've been to you. Uh, in fact, the last time we were together, we had Mr. Dave Carruthers, the CEO of Vox Pop Me On, who did a phenomenal job on the Red Shoes Living Podcast, and, and we were really grateful for that. So, Dave, I want to give you another shout-out and say thank you. We've got a number of individuals lined up for 2018. They're going to come on to the Red Shoes Living Podcast and inspire us give us some new thoughts and ideas as it relates to Red Shoes Living. And so uh, stay tuned for that. I know that'll be a great lineup and everybody will really appreciate it. Let me tell you where I'm at today, though. I am actually 22 floors up in Salt Lake City, Utah, my office downtown, and I am looking out at the beautiful Wasatch Mountains today that actually have snow on them for the first time and the sun is shining and it is one of the most beautiful scenes I have seen in a long time. And in fact, I'll take a photo of this today and and include it along with the podcast for you. Um, But I'm always very reflective, you know, this time of year. And uh, with a number of the, the conversations and experiences I've had over the last couple of weeks, it's made me realize that, you know, as a as a world, we're a great community of people. People tend to really show up for each other this time of year. And it's one of my favorite things to witness and see. And I think there's incredible stress, you know, as well with, uh, you know, the holiday season and all that brings along with it. But for the most part, people are at their best, I think, during this time of year. There's also a lot of lonely people that are out there. And and I've talked to some of those people. And I want to, you know, give a shout out out there to those that show up for people that might not have their families with them or that might be in different situations in life. You know, if you know of anybody out there like that, uh, as the Red Shoes way would say, show up or give them a phone call or reach out to them. It'll make all the difference in the world to those individuals. I know I've had a number of people reach out to me I haven't heard from in a long time, and it's just completely made, you know, my day and, and, uh, and those moments really special. So let me start here before we jump into the actual topic. Uh, two weeks ago, I had the opportunity to present at a high school here locally, I've been doing some work locally with high schools and even junior high schools and talking about Red Shoes Living and the five pillars and why it's important in life and why it's important in business and why it's important you know, in schools. And part of that message has been an anti-bullying type message as well as suicide prevention. And again, just you know how to show up in a way with kindness and respect and then how to put yourself out there. Uh, you know, in a positive way. And it's been a really remarkable and rewarding experience for me. So we had 2,700 students, two assemblies back to back in the school because they had so many uh, youth there. And at the end of every one of the, the Red Shoes Living Talks, had a number of students that came up and just wanted to talk and share experiences and ask questions and even ask for advice. After the second assembly, I found myself walking down the hall with the team that was with me and uh, we were going down to do a video shoot and a recording for the high school uh, for their TV network they have internally. And I noticed there was a teacher that was all the way down the end of the hall walking with a young man that was seeing impaired. He had his cane and and he was walking next to her and she kept trying to get my attention. And once I finally realized that, I stopped and waited for her and the team I was with actually walked into this room where they were going to do the video shoot. And she came up to me and she uh, she said, this young man wants to meet you. And he didn't know I was there um, until he heard my voice. And I watched his countenance change and he kind of put a smile on his face. And he said, Lonnie, you kept talking about putting yourself out there in life. 
how one has to do that, whether it's a small thing or a big thing. And he said, and I thought about that, and I told my teacher that I wanted to meet you. That was how I was going to put myself out there. So I put my hand on his arm, and I sat in amazement and listened to this young man who you know, had this challenge of not being able to see me, but he could hear me. And he wanted to put himself out there, and, and he said some really incredible things. And I made the comment back to him. I said, you know, if you wouldn't have put yourself out there today, I, as an individual, you know, standing on the other side of you, would not have been able to experience you. And the fact that I have had this experience with you has inspired me, you know, and it's made me a better person. So thanks for putting yourself out there. And he smiled. And then he said this to me. He said, Lonnie, I want to let you know that I'm going to continue to put myself out there in a positive way. And I'm going to continue to spread positivity. And with that, his teacher, you know, uh, turned him around and they walked down the end of the hall away from me. And I sat there and I thought, wow, what a remarkable young man who gets it, who has this challenge in his life, but he's using it, you know, to the best of his ability and he's putting himself out there. So here's what that, you know, made me think about too, and really kind of coming to the, this topic of how do we, how do we put ourselves out there? How do we overcome obstacles in our life? Because we, we are challenged with obstacles every single day. Sometimes they're small, sometimes they're big, sometimes they're scary, sometimes they sneak up and bite us, but they're around us all the time. And what I've learned is sometimes we put walls up. If we know there's an obstacle in our life that's coming, we put a wall up and say, we don't even want to look at it right now because we're just trying to deal with what we have with what's right in front of us. And sometimes these obstacles just come at us and we have no choice but to put ourselves out there and to overcome these obstacles. And, and what, you know, what it makes me think about is it's in our own minds sometimes that the biggest obstacles occur what we think about, you know, and how we think that we might not be able to accomplish something or overcome something, and we get in our own head in a way that we get stuck. And sometimes, you know, it's somebody that helps us get unstuck, or we see somebody doing the very thing we don't think we can do in another way, and that inspires us to do it. But the important thing is, is to be aware that these obstacles are there. The other important thing is is to realize that there is a way to overcome literally every single obstacle, regardless of what it is in our life, just like this young man that was not able to see is overcoming them. And we're going to talk more about that today. Now, I've talked to many successful men and women over the last two weeks, some of which are, are doing great, others uh, which are challenged and have obstacles. And, and we're working together in terms of how to overcome those obstacles. And, and sometimes it's business, sometimes it's personal, sometimes it's with health. Regardless, it's, you know, there's all kinds of different things to do. And here's what I've discovered. I've discovered that those that actually put themselves out there and they put one foot in front of the other as scary and as hard as it is and they stay focused on overcoming these obstacles realize there's a whole nother life to live out there. But to live that life, you actually have to put yourself out in it. And that is what we're going to talk about today. I want to start here, too. I, a few years ago, my oldest son was in high school and playing football, and they had the, the great opportunity to be in two state championships for their high school. The first one they won. That year they won it. The second year they didn't. My oldest son also had a cousin that played with him, and they had worked really, really hard all year long, and they showed up at uh, Rice-Eccles Stadium, which is actually the University of Utah Stadium, to play in this, this epic game against one of their biggest rivals. And, you know, as it got into the third and fourth quarter, it was a close game, but, you know, it was clear that they were not going to win this game. And these young men had worked so hard to get there, 
And after the game was over and they were defeated, I saw a group of men, including my son, his cousin, get together and they took a knee and you could just tell that all the emotion was starting to come out with them. So I walked down on the field and I walked up to them and gave them each a hug and just tried to stand with them and show up with them. But I tried to do it from a position of strength to let them feed off of, you know, it's not the end of the world, things are going to be okay. And I looked at my, you know, uh, my nephew and, and said to him at that time, look, it's not the end. In fact, it's, it's the furthest thing from the end. This is the beginning. And when I said that to him, he looked at me, at me and some of the other young men looked up too with a little different perspective. And sometimes that's all we can do is change people's perspective. And, and by the way, sometimes I need my perspective changed in life as well. So I share that with you because, you know, we get stuck and things are always worse in our own head than they actually are. Now, listen, I turned 50 when I was in Iceland. And that's, that's half a century old when you really you know, think about that. So there's all kinds of things that can run through your mind about that. Let me tell you what I've done. I've basically said I'm finally 50. You know, Some of the stuff I've posted out there, I've hashtagged finally 50. And I'm looking at it through a new lens. And I'm saying I ran the first half of my life, the first and second quarter of my life. And now I'm going to run the third and fourth quarter of my life. And I'm going to do it in a completely different way. And I'm going to put myself out there, and I'm going to scare myself more. Those things that are important to me, I'm going to do. And it may not be elegant, and I may fail, but as long as I'm putting myself out there for the positive, then I feel like I'm living. And as many of you know, that's the concept of Red Shoes Living. So here's the net net of that. And then I'll walk through a couple of things for you to think about. Tomorrow is always a new day, right? And, and things are always worse in our own head. I think, you know, the body over time physically starts to break down, but the mind really can continue to evolve and strengthen. And if you really think about what goes through your mind on a daily basis and what's in front of you, and you gain perspective from wherever you gain perspective, you know, from, and you come back at those obstacles and those challenges in a completely different way, and you put one foot right in front of the other, and you do it with a community of people sometimes that support you and help you, you can overcome and you can do anything. And I know, you know, we're raised this way and we're taught this way, but for whatever reason as adults, we find ourselves trapped. Now, sometimes it's our experiences that happen to us that, that bring us to these places of you know, um, challenge and, and, and doubt in our own mind. But I will tell you that we all have our own stuff. When you really talk to people, you don't have to go very far to realize that you know the person to your right, the person to your left, actually might even have it a little bit worse than you do. And then if you go a little further down the path, you find people like this young man that I talked about at the very beginning that has got a challenge that I can't even comprehend, but yet is still making the best of it, is still putting himself out there because he wants to live. Life is lived right in front of you. Now, let me talk about a couple of things in relation to that. When you talk to people uh, about success and how they achieve it, they will tell you that's the passion they have with what they're doing. They get lost in the work. They get into the flow. And I've talked about this before. But sometimes we're spending so much time thinking about the past and thinking about the future, we get lost. And then self-doubt starts to come in, and then other people start to make comments and tell us why we can't do things, and you know we hear things, and then the noise of the world gets loud. And before we know it, we're just in this deep, dark place. I would submit this to you. When you realize that you're there, that's the first sign that you're on your way back. 
And you have to continue to just wake up every day and take and put one foot in front of the other. And then I would tell you, get lost in two things. Get lost in your work and get lost in your life. And what I mean by that is stay focused and stay, you know, pay attention to this. Um, those things, when you do that, we call them the flow. And eventually we wake up at the top of the mountain and we say things, you know, like we've talked about before, how did I get here? You know, how did I arrive in this place? So let me bring you now to Iceland. And, uh, and this is what got me thinking about this. In Iceland, it was an ultra event, which meant there were teams and individuals competing over a 24-hour period starting in the daytime, uh, going through the night, and finishing the following day by 12. So it actually started at 12, and it ended at 12 the following day. And you had, as I mentioned, you had individuals that were going to do it. You had teams that were going to do it. To qualify to win or to place high, you had to do uh, five laps, actually, is what it was. Five laps of seven miles. Each lap was a seven-mile loop, and you had 20-plus obstacles. You not only had the obstacles, physical obstacles, but you had the weather. It was raining, and it was sleeting, and there was ice, as you can imagine, and ice all over the ground. The terrain was brutal. They also had another event, which was called the Sprint, which is what I was in, which is just one lap, one lap of seven miles. And I had a team with me. And I'm going to talk about that team here in just a minute. But I want you to think about this for just, just a second. Spartan, I talk about it a lot because I really appreciate um, what it stands for. And it stands for so many things. But it, it, it really stands for challenging yourself and overcoming obstacles that you don't think that you can do. And pushing yourself physically and mentally to overcome those obstacles. It's some of the hardest things that I've done in my life have been actually out on that course in Spartan. And when you come back from that, because here's what you know, you're going to finish. The outcome of finishing, you're going to do it, regardless of you know where you're at, regardless of the obstacle, regardless of what you do inside of your own head, you're going to finish. When you know what the ultimate outcome is, and I'm not saying stay focused on the outcome. And in fact, when you're out on the Spartan course, you come up to an obstacle, you just deal with that obstacle. And then you, you run from one obstacle to the next, and you deal with that one. Once in a while, you might let your mind go to the ultimate outcome of the finish. But for the most part, you're just putting you know, one foot right in front of the other. So there were men and women that did much more in Iceland than I did. They, they went all the way through the night. They had some incredible experiences. I followed them after we were completed on Twitter and on YouTube and in a, a Facebook Live and watched people. There were people that were injured. In fact, let me give you this perspective, and I think this is perspective for life. In the Spartan Ultra event in Iceland, You'd do the seven-mile loop. You'd come into this big area, and you could transition. You could only stay in there for an hour, get warm, change your clothes, get some food, and then you were right back out on the course again. Um, so that's kind of like life, right? We have these sprints, and then we have the holidays, and we get to rest a little bit, and then we have to go back out there and put ourselves in life again, and all the obstacles come at us, etc. So it makes you realize that mentally you have to be prepared. Physically, you have to be as prepared as you possibly can. There were people out on that course that physically were not prepared, but mentally they were giants. And that's what I think makes the difference. I can tell you that when you're out on the course, your mind thinks about a lot of things. And if you're thinking about things that are negative, or you're thinking that I might not be able to do this, or you're thinking this obstacle is going to be too difficult for me, then you're going to be defeated and you're going to lose in every case. And sometimes just when you need it most, when you're coming up and you're running up the mountain, you don't feel like you quite have it, somebody runs alongside of you, pats you on the back and says, hang in there. 
That's called showing up, and that's why I love this community. So we finished. Our team finished. It wasn't elegant, but we got there. There was a moment. We finished or started during the day. Uh, we finished during the night. We had our headlamps on, and there was a, a couple of moments where you could only see as far as that headlamp, which turned out to be a beautiful thing because, you know, there's there's places where you have to carry these big sandbags, and they're on your shoulders, and you actually don't know how far you have to go because the course isn't lit. So you've got your headlamp. You can only see as far as, you know, maybe 10 feet in front of you or maybe the person in front of you, and you're just sludging it out one foot in front of the other but the key is is you're moving you're moving forward in your mind you're focused on look i can get through this this obstacle and then whatever the next obstacle is i will figure it out i'll get there and i'll overcome it and before you know it you're at the end of the course you're incredibly happy and grateful and inspired by what you've just accomplished. And I think it's a great representation of how our life is. It's not easy. It's difficult. Your mind starts to shift. Physically, you're breaking down, but you eventually get there. So the reason I bring that up to you is um, reflecting back on you know some of the conversations I've had as well as just some of the challenges you know I think I've personally gone through in my life. We can get through these things. We can overcome obstacles like you know, nobody else, uh, nobody else can. And let me give you a little more perspective about this. So there was a gentleman that we flew in with by the name of Noah Courier. And Noah Courier is a veteran that um, had been home from Iraq for three days and was in a car accident three days later and was paralyzed and became a quadriplegic. And, you know, was, was down, I'm sure, uh, physically. He didn't have, you know, his, uh, his body the way he normally would. And that does a lot to you mentally. And what Noah decided to do is he decided to put one foot in front of the other, even though physically for him it was about his mind. And he said, I'm not going to be defeated. I'm going to you know, still be the best version of myself, and I'm going to turn to service, and I'm going to help other people actually accomplish things that are also in the same situation that I am, and I'm going to continue to challenge them to put themselves out there. So Noah was doing his first Spartan event. He was invited by Joe DeSena the CEO and friend of mine from Spartan, to come and do it. And, he, and Joe told him, if you come to Iceland, one of the hardest events you'll, you'll ever experience, and do one seven-mile loop, um, you know, I'll do it with you. And not only that, but we're going to do it with all four uh, legs, or if you will, arms of the, of the service. So the Marines, the Navy, the Army, and the Air Force are going to help you in teams of four, they're going to help you get through this course. And that's exactly what happened. So Noah went out, and um, he competed, and they had all kinds of harnesses and things to get through him, and not once did he think he wasn't going to finish. And this team, you know, from the armed services got together, and they supported him. So when I and my team took off, we had to go through an A-frame, and there was there was Noah being um, harnessed up and over the top of this A-frame by the the mixed armed services as they were working together and they got him through the course and uh, afterwards Noah said one of the hardest things that he's ever had to do but how grateful he was for it of course he said if he ever did it again he'd want to do it in a warm place which I totally get but I bring that story up to you because mentally he had to be prepared physically he was challenged as well even though he has this this physical you know disability um, or ability if you will but he made it through and he did it with the team there's another young lady by the name of Missy Diaz. Uh, she's from Long Beach, California, and she's got spina bifida. She's had over 20 surgeries. Um, 
you know, and she's, she's challenged in so many different ways. And uh, she talks in her story about, you know, overcoming obstacles uh, like pain medication um, uh, that she was addicted to and overcoming all of that. And somewhere along the way, she was introduced to Spartan. And she decided that's what she wanted to do. She wanted to put herself out there because she felt like it would make her happy. And uh, and she chose Spartan as one of those things to put herself out there with. And she did that. And uh, she started to train and prepare as, as best that she possibly could. And now she's done over 35 Spartans. And uh, we'll put a little video link in here for you so you can experience uh uh, Missy Diaz, because she, again, she's just an incredible young lady, and I think she'll be truly inspirational. So here's the net net of all this, and we're going to end here. You know, our body gives out long before our mind does. Our mind is an incredibly powerful thing. And, you know, I do believe that all of us get down. We're human beings, and we're going to get down from time to time because life can be tough. But when I'm looking out here today, and I'm looking at this beautiful view and I have the ability to see, which I'm grateful for. And I'm looking at the Wasatch Mountains, and, and I pay attention to that. And if I can get through obstacles in my life, and sometimes I'm doing it by myself, and sometimes I'm doing it with others, and I'm being inspired by others, then you can do it too. And so self-doubt is one of the things that is probably the most brutal thing that we can do to ourselves. Take those walls, break those walls down, realize that if you just put yourself out there, each and every single day and every year and do things that are either you know challenging for you or new for you, you will arrive at a place that's incredibly inspiring and happy, but you've got to put yourself out there. You can't sit behind those walls. Think about the walls that are around you today. I'm going to challenge everybody on this podcast to think about in the first quarter of next year, Put yourself out there in a way that you've never thought about before. And I'm not talking about the typical, I'm going to show up at the gym and I'm going to lose weight. I'm actually talking about things that are truly inspiring to you. For me, it's competing in Spartan events. For me, it's standing on stages that I haven't stood on before to share you know, the message of Red Shoes. And for me, it was starting this Red Shoes movement, if you will, because I felt like it could really help all of us become the best version of ourselves. If you're stuck get unstuck, talk to somebody, come back to Red Shoes Living, follow the pillars, but put yourself out there. I'm grateful for you. Happy holidays to everybody out there. We're going to do this together and we're going to keep coming back and inspiring each other to do more and to be more. Thank you guys. Take care now.